This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast, boys. I am here, AZ, here with Stinky Pinky. How you doing, Chris? I am doing fantastic. I'm ready to drop some more bombs this week, AZ. I, yeah, you did drop an absolute bomb on your opponent, Andrew, this week. You're feeling great. You're moving on up. You're at 4-4 four and four in the record sheets. And yeah, your, your team has taken a great turn in the positive direction. So you got to be feeling great. Oh, I'm feeling fantastic. How are you feeling, Adam? I'm feeling... Fine. Like, I got an absolutely devastating loss last week. We'll get into it when we get into the matchups. I was, I'm glad, by the way, it is November 2nd. It is a Saturday podcast. Games that happen on Thursday. So a little bit later than we kind of normally do, but every once in a while we have a Saturday one. And I'm very glad that it's a Saturday one. Because if we had this podcast on the Wednesday or Thursday, I would have been in full tilt mode. Like, it took me multiple days to get over the devastating loss. Like, I, I would have been screaming and swearing on the podcast way more than is probably re- required and necessary because I was just still so upset by my bad beat. So I'm glad that we had a little bit extra time here. I'm a little bit more composed and I can talk about it in a little bit more controlled pace. But when we get to the matchup, I, I'm probably still going to explode a little bit. But if I've had a little bit of time now to digest it and move forward. Oh, I'm glad it worked out that we got this extra little bit of time. I'm excited for this podcast. We get football again tomorrow, which is awesome, and I just I can't wait for it all. Yeah, we have a, a full day, too, because we have the London game starting yes. at 9.30 our time, at least. So, yeah, it's one of those days where you wake up, you get going in football, and it's all day. So those are always good Sundays. Those are great days, yeah. Can't watch it. I literally can't watch the entire day, but it's nice. You just want to flick on the TV, watch some football in the morning, get some breakfast, do whatever you're doing, and then just kind of keep it going all day. Yeah, like adult responsibilities generally get in the way of that but i think i could sit there and watch football all day but there's other things you got to do with your life sometimes (laughs) yeah sometimes right all right what Um, do you think should we get right into the waivers yes please let's get into those waivers here so let's start it off chris all right the first one we had this week is ben adding jalen samuels for 30 points what do you think here (coughs) excuse me (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'm gonna start um what i think here so we're seems that Uh, Benny Snell is going to be out with an injury. We have James Conner, who's been constantly dealing with injuries for the past few weeks. So, and now Jalen Smith, who, or sorry, Jalen Samuels, who's been a full participant for a couple days in practice, is coming back. Looks like he's going to be in a good position to succeed. I think coming forward, as far as the league goes, the team is still relatively good at running the ball, even with Mason Rudolph there. So, I think it's a pretty good add. Thirty is a decent amount of fab for sure. But now we're getting into the second half of the season now where you want to get in, be getting these ads that can help push your team over the edge. Ben has some running back questions on who to start, whenever to start, all this stuff. stuff. So I don't hate it. 30 is a lot, but I think it's a fine ad. Yeah, so with I even read this morning that Jalen Samuels might play on 100% of the snaps this week. Because, oh, yeah, the, so clearly they want to use him a lot and they also need to use him a lot for all those things you just said. Um, Benny Snell, I just had surgery on his knee, so he's going to be done for a while. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Connor, he's definitely not going to play this week. He's just been dealing with a lot of different injuries. 
Um, and Samuels has proven that he can be a very serviceable back, and especially if he's going to be the, on the field 100% of the time, 90% of the time, whatever it is, he can definitely produce because the Steelers are good at running the ball historically, um, and when they have Mason Rudolph in there, they do need to re- rely on the run a little bit more. Ben had a lot of fabs, so I think the 30 is not insane. It's lower than the things that we've had for Ty Johnson. That worked out great last week. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel um, about And then one, also eh? Wayne Gallman. That didn't last very long. It was good for maybe one, two weeks, but that's already done. Yeah, you're so right. So he, he, Ben's paying less for a player that is probably better than those guys that were picked up for even more fab. And just everybody burned all their fab early, and now Ben's getting, able to get a pretty good deal on Jalen Salmons, I think. Yeah, I didn't even think about all those big waiver... Fab ads that turn out to be busts. You're right. I can't think of one that's been a huge waiver ad that has paid off. Yeah, like you spent year. the amount to make that like a season-changing acquisition, and it hasn't occurred. And so I don't think this one's going to be season-changing, but I think it's going to be better off than those other two ones for a less amount of fab. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, next, we have Stu adding Danny Mandola for 17 fab. What do you think here? Um, I think it's a lot. Like he has yeah. been targeted a lot more lately. Now with uh, on Johnson out, they need to throw the ball more. St- Stafford has been looking good, um, but I have injury concerns over Amendola. He's never really been able to be that sustainably healthy. Um, I don't think he's had any injury problems right now, but I just think that that is definitely a concern. That's a lot of fab for a player. There wasn't a lot on the waiver wire, so maybe he thought a lot of people are going to target this guy. I got to spend up to get him. I think it's a good pickup, maybe a little more than I would have gone for him. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, so we have Danny Mandola here. Last two weeks, 105 yards, no touchdowns against Minnesota. And then last week against the Giants, 95 yards, no touchdowns. He did that on eight targets, eight catches, which is, those are good numbers. I agree with that for sure. But when I'm looking at the pecking order of that offense, I'm still thinking Kenny, Kenny Dolliday is going to get the first crack at it. Then it's going to go to Marvin Jones, then Danny Mandola. Yeah. Especially touchdown upside it's going to go in that order definitely him third at the highest maybe tj hawkinson so i don't see a crazy amount of upside and 17 fab for a wide receiver is quite a bit he i get what you're saying i like i like what you the points you made about carry on having to throw the ball more and he has been involved since carry on's been out so we'll see but i don't i think 17 fabs a lot yeah, I, yeah. I, like i said it, it is a lot same, there but same page there right yeah. uh next we got gould adding trey carson for Sorry, Tra Carson. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what? A, That's what an that? odd name, isn't it? It is an odd name. I feel like it's Trey. I've always thought it Trey, should be but Trey, but it's spelled it. like Tra, and that's the way I, I always said it was just Tra Carson. Yeah, um, it could be Trey. Yeah, who knows? It's an Either A, way. so A Trey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fine to me. Regardless, it was yeah. 11 fab to Gould, correct? Yeah, so Gould gone for 11 fab. He had 3.4 points last week against the Giants. Seem to be kind of carrying the ball quite a bit. What do you think here? Well, now apparently he might not even play this week. He's injured. Um, so the, the pickup, I don't think we had that news when the waivers cleared. But yeah, he was that surprise player last week. All, like Ty Johnson, I think it was 44 fab spent on him last Tons week. Tons of money, yeah. And that was a huge disappointment. Like, what's going on here? He's not even starting. He barely touches the ball that much. This Trot Carson guy comes in there and is, is playing... I, not that well, but he's he's touching the ball. Yeah. And then McKissick went for four fab last week, and we thought, okay, that's going to be the good one where you just get a little bit of fab, and he'll be the one that produces. No, they just like went in all of a sudden. This guy comes out of nowhere, and so I guess it's a fine pick. You don't know who like who's going to run that backfield. It's 
clearly very muddy. Um, I think 11's maybe a little much. It's a running back, so the value is a little bit more than that wide receiver position. Um, but it's somebody that he's probably going to sit on the bench. If somebody else gets injured in that backfield, maybe he has a little bit more production, but I don't love the pick. Like, it's fine. I don't love it, though. Yeah, and I'm on the same page with you, Adam. And obviously, we've gotten a bit more clarity as the rest of the week's gone on. So dealing with this injury, right, that's a huge point. But it's, it just seems like a muddy backfield because uh, Ty Johnson did end up getting more carries late yeah. in the game. So then it kind of questions a few things. They didn't look very effective on the ground just in general. And now that I'm talking about bringing in Jay Ajayi as well, it just it doesn't seem like a, he's in a good position to really succeed. I don't see a really a high upside for this player. He, he Maybe he'll get... 50 yards a week, but is that really somebody you want to put in your lineup? No, I don't think definitely so. definitely not, no. So I'm not a huge fan of it, but again, that we have the benefit of having a couple extra days to where news really went bad for this guy yeah. too. So, But yeah, at this point, it, it sucks. Yeah, at 11, that's a lot. Yeah, um, after that, we got Gould adding Cleveland Browns defense for 8-fab. So this week, they play Denver. And Denver, with no Joe Flacco, not that Flacco is anything amazing, but they have a potential like practice squad caliber player coming in. I don't even know his name, to be honest. The quarterback. The yeah. quarterback. Locke, he was put on, he drafted, they drafted him this year. He got put on injury reserve with a thumb injury. Now it's seeming like Locke is practicing again, and he might play, but it's not looking great. So this other guy that's been practice squad fodder, it might be starting for them. So I think it's a great start, and I think it's a great pickup. And a little backstory to that. Last week or two weeks ago, Ben blocked Gould from getting that defense. Yes. Now yes. Gould does the same thing to Ben, where Ben bids seven for Cleveland's defense. Gould bids eight and just gets over the top of Ben there. So that's got to feel good for Gould. For sure. But what does that mean for the defense that Ben added? Because maybe now they're going to crush it because it's, Kansas City smashed it Yeah, that's true. Kansas City, the, the team that... The defense that Gould had to pick up got 30 points. Yeah. And it, oh, it was Jacksonville that Ben got. And they got 22. Still great. But like the, the backup one that Gould picked up got more Actually points. So yeah. we'll see what happens in this situation. It'll be a, a similar thing or not. Absolutely. Then we have um, Nolan adding Chris Conley for 7-fab. Um, I think that's a good pickup. He had a very good week last week. And another thing that just absolutely burned me. I had D.D. Westbrook in my starting lineup last week, and he got me zero points because he was rough. in the lineup. If he didn't, if he wasn't in the lineup, I was going to drop him and pick up Conley. That would have been the difference in the game. Oh no! So that's pretty devastating. I don't. He's he's an athletic player. It, I just I don't know. I, I I don't understand that Jacksonville wide receiver core. I I'm clearly super confused on it. So I don't know. Sure, it's good pickup. I don't know how consistent it's going to be, but yeah, I'm I'm just confused with a Jacksonville offense right now. I think. Yeah, I think that's a. A big point to make. You're right because it, it has been a confusing offense. You see different weeks where different players are highly involved. Um, they play Houston this week, which is a defense that has generally just struggled against the pass this year. So that's definitely a, a bonus for him. There's questions around D.D. Westbrook if he's going to be able to play. I think right now he's a game time decision. Yep. You might know better. but yes. So that makes it hard to say. That being said, on top of that, now we're going flying across to, to London. That can be hard on players. Jacksonville has tons of experience going to London. It, it's just a confusing situation for sure. I think he has definitely a chance to succeed, but he could be, he could, I wouldn't surprise me if he puts up two points. It wouldn't surprise me if he puts up 18 points, if yeah, I'm honest. For he's sure. just, he's going to be all over the place. And I don't think that's a bad ad for, for seven fab. No one's had a bit of rough luck. Um, I think he has some upside. This offense is 
improving and the passing game's getting better and better. So I think it's fine. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree with your analysis for sure. Perfect. Next, we got uh, Ben adding the Dallas Cowboys defense. This is going to be the, the guys who hit it this yeah, week now. All right. So they, they are playing the Giants this week. Oh, um, yes. And that's on a Monday night. That's oh, that's be huge. a good matchup there. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. I don't, I don't project that Dallas's defense is going to do better than Cleveland's defense this week, but crazier things have happened, and it's a decent backup pickup. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good pickup. Um, just in general, it seems when uh, the New York Giants are doing well on offense or Daniel Jones is doing well on offense, it's against a team that can't get pressure. When he gets a bit of extra time, that's when he does better. You're right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys have a pretty good front seven just in general. So I think that they will be able to get a decent amount of pressure. They recently got Bennett from new England as well. Yeah, so that's, that's another that extra player to help their defense out. Yeah. So just a bunch of different reasons in that sense. I think they're going to be able to cause a couple turnovers. They are on the road. That's a bit of a downside, but I think it's a fine ad. I'm, I'm thinking like they'll get like eight points. That's kind of yeah. where I'm putting them in my mind. Which I, is, yeah, is I think, fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They won't, they won't kill your week. Yeah. Um, after that, we got, Darius Geis going to Nolan for five fab here. Excellent pickup by Nolan here. I was thinking maybe waiting one more week before I took a shot on Geis. I just couldn't, I just didn't have the space on my bench to really hold the guy. But I think for five fab, he's on injured reserve right now. Is he projected at week 11 to come back or week 10, Chris? Oh, I'm not sure here. So, this isn't Yeah, saying. so it's, it's soon. It's yeah. very soon that he's going to be coming back. Um, and with the new coaching staff in Washington, and I guess after the firing of Gruden, they want to, run, want to run the ball like crazy. They run the ball an insane amount. Adrian Peterson has been being fed the ball. Geis is a younger player. We talked about him a lot in the beginning of the year. It seemed like that was going to be like a great pick. In the draft, we had said, no, we're staying away from him. Just so many injuries, all those kind of things. Had a good start to the year. Injuries, as we kind of projected, he would get injured. But he's a great talent. He could come back. He could produce on that team that wants to run the ball. It's going to be a long hold, though, so hopefully it works out for Nolan. Five fab is nothing crazy, but he's a guy you have to hold and hope that he can produce in that new offensive scheme. Yeah, for sure. You made a good point bringing up just holding him on your bench for a while, and, and that can be hard at this point of the season. I think Nolan, since he's had some rough luck, has the ability to add some different players onto his bench, uh, and that being the case here, this is a guy I think Nolan's hoping in, in the playoff run that he can play off for him. And he could be a starting running back in the playoffs that he got for five fouls. Absolutely. Which can completely save him. And you're right. As you were talking about that team wanting to run the ball, if he's going to be the guy who gets the bulk of the carries later in the season, if he's truly healthy and ready to go with this, which I think he will be, because why else would you rush him back? This team's not good. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, so they're going to lose anyway. So if he's going to be healthy and they want to get him some snaps, then I think it could be a great ad. So yeah, yeah I'm like aboard. Nolan is comfortably in last place right now. Yeah. He is sitting at one and seven. Um, so yeah, like even in the most optimistic of views, he's not even going to get a buy in the Dilly playoffs. So he's really just like kind of going to avoid the Dilly mode and having a player like guys for those fancy Dilly playoffs could help him. Yeah, for sure. After that, we got Jonu Smith going to Frazier for four fab. What do you think here? Um, I think it's a good pick because Delaney Walker doesn't seem like he's going to be starting. Jonu Smith, I believe, had a touchdown around 70 yards last week. Yeah. Um, and Tannehill is running that offense fairly well. Like He's supporting like good receiving options here. Jonu Smith is a decent player, and it looks like he could produce. Fraser has been trying to handle that tight end position all year 
as most teams in our league have been. He got rid of O.J. Howard, which has been a blessing for him, I think. He doesn't have to worry about that headache. Yeah. He didn't play last week. O.J. Howard didn't play last week. He's not going to play this week. So Danny's dealing with that mess. He So got on Fraser to get some fab out of that deal. And now he's just trying to fill that spot in the tight end position. I think this is a pretty good ad for not a whole lot of fab. Yeah, I completely agree with your analysis there. I think that was a... Great points you made there. Um, I also tried to get Johnny Smith, oh. right? and I also put four fabs. Oh. So it, it was his waiver priority yeah. that got him over. Yeah, there. when he's a trash team, that's what happens. Yeah, I, mean, no, I get it. <laughs> so that sucks because we're playing each other this week oh. too. So now this is going to be a swing where he wow. gets to play this guy. Where if I would have bet five fab, I got him now. And so, who's he playing this week again? Sorry, he's playing who? Uh, Johnny Smith. Yeah, is playing Carolina, oh, and okay. that's a defense that just let like fifty points from yes. um, San Francisco. Yeah, right? which is crazy. Yeah. So. If they're really going to, I'm hoping what happens now is Carolina kind of smartens up, bounces back, and is able to just really slow down this offense. But you're right, Tannehill has the offense proving. They're 2 0 since he started, uh, 23 points the first week, 27 points the second week, which is are both great numbers. So, yeah, and he likes the tight end. He likes throwing that underneath ball. So, I, I wish I had him on my team. And yeah, sounds I'm like not it. really looking forward to playing against him. So, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. So, um, Next, we got Ben adding Brett Maher, the kicker for Dallas, for one fab. Waste Fuck, of a fab, right? Waste of a fab. Of a fab. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, New York Giants defense going to Alex for zero fabs. So I Giants think are that's playing, an aw- They're playing Dallas. I yeah, think that's an Dallas. awful, awful pick. I think they're going to get absolutely lit up. I know it's at home for the Giants, but like they're going to. I think they're going to get lit up. Very biased because I have Dak and Michael Gallup, and I think they're just going to explode this week. <laughs> yeah, you need that. Because they will explode this week, 100%. It's going to happen. Speak <laughs> it, believe it, make it happen. Very good points. I'm wondering if this is an ad to play against the Giants in two weeks, because that, that could be possible for a zero fab ad. But I still, I just don't think this is a very good defense. So I, yeah. I wouldn't be all over that, that's for sure. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't be trusting it, but we'll see what happens. Let's see if he's playing him this week or if he wants to wait it out. Um, yeah, I guess it'll come to us soon couple free agent ads is there any one of these that you want to um demarius thomas is moderately interesting if sam darnold can can bounce back um but other than that there's nothing really amazing out there i guess another team has picked up tony pollard just to sit him on the bench yeah so we've talked about tony pollard so much (laughs) yeah this is the week exactly if you have the spot that's open you roll the dice, maybe Zeke gets injured, boom, you win the lottery, and now you got Tony Pollard. But yeah, maybe he's going to be off your team if you need a spot open. So yeah, yeah everyone's just like, oh, we'll see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, again, he's only he's a great handcuff. If if Zeke goes down, if he doesn't, he's probably going to get dropped when you need anybody else. Exactly. All right. So how about we go on to the trades now? I don't For that's sure. All so the- we have three trades to talk about this week. Um, and man, our league has been trading like madmen this year. I know, I love it's been, it. it's been. Oh, I absolutely love it. It's been, added so much excitement throughout every single day of the week. Even when there's not football on TV, there's things happening in the league that we get to talk about in the chat. Yeah. And that's always exciting. Um, it's definitely harder to track all these things. There's just way more trades and a huge amount of players being moved from one team to another. Just everything's being changed around and, and teams are going from like definitely dilly bowl to, Oh, they might actually make the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs just because of these trades. So and you're, it's that's been a amazing. Big one. We were already talking about that. That's Taylor that we're really talking about. That's sure. made that difference with just grinding it out with these trades. Yeah. T- Taylor had a very rough start and he had a huge amount of grit did not give up making moves, and the moves so far have been paying off for him. But this first one here is actually in between Alex and Steve. 
So Alex receives Eric Ebron, Philip Lindsay, and 14 Fab. And then Steve receives Cole Beasley, Zach Ertz, Devontae Freeman, and James White. So that's a that's six players being moved around and some fab. Yeah, so the, yeah, you're right. This is huge. So I'm looking just at this trade off the bat. Best player I see in the trade is going to be Philip Lindsay for me. Okay. So I like him a lot. Uh, he's obviously in a, a worse position now with the quarterback change, but he is still the best player in my mind in this trade. I think the best player in this trade is actually Zach Ertz. You think Zach Ertz? I think Zach, I know he's been a little disappointing, but I still think... Zach Ertz is an incredible tight end, and the tight end position is very valuable. I know the running back position is valuable as well. But with that Denver offense, clearly going about, about to take a dive downwards. I think Zach Ertz is clearly the best player in this trade. But, yeah, so keep so on going with your point here, though, with Philip Lindsay. Yeah, okay. That's, I've already pretty much said what I, what I wanted to about Philip Lindsay. I just think he's a talented player and a team that wants to run the ball. So hopefully it can work out for him. Yeah. Zach Ertz, my fear is he, he's definitely getting targeted a lot, but it seems like when it comes to the red zone now, the tight end targets are going to Dallas Goddard. It's happened for the past few weeks. You're right. Now with another player coming in and uh, Deshaun Jackson, that could take another touchdown option away from Zach Ertz. He hasn't been a big touchdown guy this year. He's still super reliable at the tight end position. Like I'd love to have him, don't get me wrong. Steve has been playing roulette with the tight end all year, and now I think he's got some stability in that position. He's also an Eagles fan, so he's probably yeah, going to be relatively happy with having Ertz on his team. Um, but I, I kind of, I understand your Philip Lindsay love. He has had some explosive plays in his short career so far, and they will have to run the ball a lot more. It is a committee there with Royce Freeman, yeah. but you're right. They will have to run the ball more with having the backup quarterback in there. So it could go either way. I just think that the offense as a whole is going to be dropping down a lot. So yeah. the production is might not be as good. Yeah. Less touchdown upside for that offense for sure. Looking at the other side of the trade here, we got Devontae Freeman and James White, who are also like two underrated good players, I yeah. think. Yeah, James White actually has been quietly having a pretty good exactly. season. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to picture sometimes, but Steve needs a bit of stability at the running back position. He had a couple different positions. We had already talked about Devontae Freeman a few weeks yeah. ago that he was kind of subtly playing all right. He was yeah. playing pretty good. So I think the first time this season, I'm going to say Steve... Steve won this trade. Yeah, I know. I, I actually completely agree. I do think that Steve won this trade. And usually you're talking about if you get the best player in the trade, that's the person that wins the trade. Yeah. And now this is now twice where you're like that even though the best players on that side, there's so many other pieces that the other person actually did end up winning. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to put it. I think Steve won this trade. So congrats, Steve. We're going to give you some rare love on the podcast. There you here. go. Exactly. Yeah. He's a... Super fan of the podcast, but we shit on him all the time. And here, here's your love, Steve. There, there's a good trade for you. Well done, my friend. Uh, we'll go into the next trade that we're going to talk about, which also involves Steve's Steve. Steve's all three this week. <laughs> he is involved in all three trades. Steve's been a trading machine. Um, he receives Jamison Crowder and Kenyon Drake. Taylor receives Devontae Freeman and Naheem Hines. Okay, so this one we've already seen a little bit of what's gone on. There was... A bunch of chirps going to Steve again right after this trade happened because it happened right before the Thursday night game. And then, bam, Kenny and Drake goes out there and drops a bomb. He looked he looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. He had like 24 points. Yeah. He had a two-point conversion. He had a bunch of receiving yards, a bunch of rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. He had a 30-yard, one-yard run, which is his biggest of the season. He Yeah, like with nobody else really to run the ball there, he was just ready to explode. He got out of that shithole that is Miami and made some moves here. He's like, okay, the only reason I wasn't producing is because I was on an awful franchise called the Miami Dolphins. 
And now here I am, I'm playing the way I can play. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about the Jets schedule coming up. It's pretty favorable to play Miami this week. A couple rough weeks just in a general. Their defenses that they're playing against are going to be pretty bad. So that helps there. Uh, Devontae Freeman, we've talked about. I think he's in a good position to move forward. My biggest issue with this trade now for on Steve's side is I think the Kenyon Drake added, it's very short-sighted. Yeah. Because when David Johnson comes back, it's not going to be the Kenyon Drake show. When Chase Edmond comes back, there's going to be players that are involved in this offense that have been very, very successful in this offense that have tons more experience with it. So why would you just keep giving everything to Kenny? And I don't see it happening. I see it turning into a three-headed monster. And you just gave away a starting running back in Devontae Freeman for a player who's probably going to be a starter for two weeks. And then he's going to be pretty low value in my opinion. Yeah. So in the long term, it seems like Freeman would be the better player out of all the players in this trade. I don't see a lot of upside for Naheem Hines unless Marlon Mack yeah, goes down. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jameson Crowder, like you said, the good matchups, but I don't know, like not a guy that I'd be feeling comfortable starting that exactly, often. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, and, but it could win him a week. It could win him this week because of Kenyon Drake's performance. Yeah. So it maybe he'll feel like that's worth it to him just to maybe get that win this week. But yeah, you're right. It's very short-sighted. And I guess we'll have to see how severe David Johnson's injury is and how long he'll be out and if Drake will continue to be the starter for multiple weeks or if it's just going to be this week. Yeah. How I see this for Steve now is, is just trying to stay afloat enough to get out of that daily playoffs yeah because he oh yeah he had so much amazing luck to get him those wins early on in the year where yeah he just needs to try and just float by here to try and get in in there and avoid that dilly yeah and like he 100 percent could still make the playoffs because he's four and four yeah if he gets just a couple wins when you sneak him that's all that really matters For but sure. if he doesn't get those wins i think he's the favorite to win the dildo it's or him true. or nolan like it's not but know. yeah like since there's a lot of teams that are kind of at that bottom there. He might even get a buy in the dilly exactly. if he goes drops that low. So, but if he if he somehow drops all the way into the dilly where he actually has to play, it's going to be scary. Yeah, especially with now having Kenyon Drake in the playoffs with these other players. You're like, well, shit. I wish I had Devonte Freeman at that point. Now saying that he's probably going to trade his entire roster by the time that playoff starts, oh, so yeah. his team's going to look completely different. And what we're saying might not even matter. It probably won't. You're right. You're very right. <laughs> Uh, are you good with the, the that trade that go on to the yeah, next let's one? let's go to the next one. So the next one, as we mentioned, also involves Steve. He receives Jay and Danny receives 9-Fab. So this one is like purely speculative. This is... Because he hasn't signed yet. He's not on a team. Just, no. just in case anybody's listening, they're like, oh, did he get... No, no, no. He hasn't been signed. He, he got worked out by the Lions. But as of Saturday, November 2nd, still no signing for Jay Steve doesn't care about fab. See you later. Woo, yeah, here's fab. There you go. You got some fab. Here's some fab. And so there's nine fab for Danny and a player that's not on a team, Steve. Exactly. That was literally just gifted because Danny picked him up off waivers and just tossed him away for nine fab. So he literally <laughs> just gave him nine fab. Yeah. Um, if if JJ signs, I don't hate it. I think it's fine for yeah. nine fab because there's a chance that he can come out and play. But we haven't seen this guy play on the field in a while now. Uh, he's had multiple workouts and teams have refused to sign him. I think that's a bit of a red flag. I can say that's a huge red flag. Yeah, he has worked out for a lot of teams yeah. and hasn't been signed. Yeah, so that's kind of a an issue there. So we'll see what happens. But as Alfred said, Morris has been signed by multiple teams, I believe, this year. Maybe at, at least, least by one, one team. Yeah. I think he's been signed twice. And Zach Zenner as well has also been signed by two teams. So 
it's yeah if jj is losing out to those guys it's not looking good for him yeah i'm on the same page so yeah i guess that's going to be something to see what happens but i don't project jj signing with the team right now i don't i don't think he'll sign with the lions yeah i, I don't know it's just not looking good so um those were the trades that that's a, a lot of action a lot of talk there i love it and let's get into our recap from last week because there was a oh, lot of big good. action that happened here um, and let's start off with your matchup this week, Chris. All right. Um, what do you think about this matchup? Is there uh, anything you want to play for me? Uh, yeah, Chris. You dropped an absolute bomb on Andrew. 151.94 points. And Andrew, just a little bit gay, 137.48 points. An excellent week for him. No bomb drop. I wet, I, He wants that drop of the, the bomb. He just can't get it. No, he can't. Maybe. Was it last? No. Uh, two, week, two weeks ago. No. Uh, regardless, there was no music, so there's no. He I'm never not actually. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's because I don't know. He never dropped the bomb ever, I don't think, this don't entire think season. He has. Hmm, no. That's no. too bad, but this week it was dropped on him, so that's yeah. really quite Is a Is that what he wanted? I think he want, yeah he said something about wanting the bomb dropped and I think that's what he meant he wanted you to drop the bomb on him oh okay I think that's that's the way I understood it at least yeah, okay and uh, bam Gould that's what happened and you had it coming my friend you were talking some mad heat lots of trash I didn't even know I was playing you because I was looking right past <laughs> you because you suck ass and bam look what happened 151.94 points huge week by me number one on the week for points four I think my best week of the season so I am feeling fantastic about oh yeah it. And like in, so on the Sunday morning I was talking with both of you guys and I was just trying to get that rivalry going and I was yeah. just like trying to like push that forward and oh, like, yeah, yeah, you're you feeding you, the fire yeah you didn't even realize that like you, had, you guys were playing each other at least you didn't know you were playing busy Gould. week <laughs> Gould was like throwing little subtle jabs at you like in like three different platforms Instagram, Facebook like all these different things he was throwing little jabs at you and I don't even think you were really picking up on it so I just like tried to like stoke that fire a little bit and then bang there was like a huge rivalry that like occurred there it was an amazing <laughs> week an amazing score and yeah i definitely did not disappoint the big one that is just infuriating gould is that mike evans went off for 31.8 points his biggest score total of the week and you just received that trade from steve <laughs> yeah that and was andrew was shitting on that trade the entire time and it's what killed him in the end oh that is so fantastic because like he's been on tilt since that trade started because he, he was i knew he was worried about it and now he's just been ripping everything steve has done to this point oh now. yeah no yeah and it's he's, all he's based totally around this trade 100 he's oh, yeah. so frustrated it's hilarious but yeah and mike evans looked incredible out there he had an amazing week Huge bomb. I had Jameis Winston, so I had that stack going there. It didn't look good at the beginning of the game. Jameis Winston could do nothing but turn over the ball. I think he had four turnovers in this game, but just late second half and that, or sorry, late in the first half, and then the rest of the second half, he was just on fire. He couldn't miss, and it was it just turned into an okay week. Twenty three point three four points from Jameis is fine. I'll take that from my quarterback. But yeah, when you get a huge week from Mike Evans, that's amazing. Then I also had Tevin Coleman go off. Four touchdowns. Four total touchdowns, 118 total yards for 35.8 points, which is amazing. He kept getting in the end zone, and that was on Gould's team, the Carolina Panthers, yes. where they just kept scoring. The thing is, like, he didn't even have that many touches. I think he had 13 carries, two believe, catches. Like, I think that's what it was, yeah. So that was, that was fantastic to see. 
but yeah, and like it was just a fantastic week for my team, even and, though. And yeah, in Gould's team, 137.48 points. He had Goff go for 26.88. Dalvin Cook still doing Dalvin Cook things, 23.1 points. And then he also had Cooper Cup go for 28 points. Juju Smith-Schuster go for 16.3. Like yeah, you're hearing all those week. scores. Like okay, that person won. Nope, they oh. did not. Yeah, that was a tough one. That that one Cooper t- Cup touchdown was ridiculous. Oh yeah, like, like nobody wanted to tackle him or could tackle him. It was just like yeah, the one the one Bengals DB just crumbles. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna let you score. Oh yeah, no, like, our, our secondary is tiny and weak and frail, and they get dominated by big wide receivers like Cooper Cup. <laughs> Just the guy. Oh, it was it was embarrassing. So when I saw that happen, obviously with the stack of golf and cup, that yeah. was early in the game. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. This was this is the sign that I'm not going to do it. But my team just pulled it together, and it was fantastic. That felt real good. Absolutely, congratulations. So thank you, my friend. You go to four and four, and Andrew is now five and three. So he's still doing well. He's still in second place in the league, um, but definitely a devastating loss for him yeah all right should we move on to the next one yeah let's do it all right next we got canada loves blackface steve versus alex and we're back and we're back and there's a reason he said and we're back because alex puts up 141 points this week to steve's 83.88 so he had a he had a huge week again too this was an amazing week giant week he had uh, Derek Carr. risky start there because you never know what's going to happen 29.4 points kush mccaffrey Unbelievable, 23.5 points. Aaron Jones, 34.6 points. And the rest of the squad was fine, but off the bat, yeah, those guys, those three guys, that's yeah. all you really need for sure. Yeah, so big one is Aaron Jones getting 159 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Oh, yeah. If you, had, if you have your wideout kit, those numbers, you're like, this is fantastic. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, but this is a running back. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. it seems like they, they're they using Aaron Jones in the receiving game a lot more. And I think it's because of the disappointment of Marquez Valdez-Scanling and Geronimo Allison. Both those guys have been a huge disappointment so far. And Aaron Jones is stepping up in that receiving role and is working out great for him. Yeah, it's fantastic. So we'll see... If Devontae Adams comes back this week, which mm-hmm. I think he probably can, what's going to really change? But you're right. This this offense, I think, in general, was going to want to run between Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and then Devontae Adams. Yes. Those are the guys they want to give the ball. I actually... Jamal Williams has looked good this year, so I think it's their most talented players that they're, they're putting in a position to succeed. For sure. I'm actually kind of surprised just in general. Like, Matt LaFleur, he... He kind of got shit on just a bit in general as being like a head coach because he was Tennessee Titans uh, offensive coordinator before. They weren't a very good offense no. last year in general, but he's like, oh, he's a Sean McVay guy, so maybe he'll be good. Yeah. And he's coming with this team now that's, I think they're 7-1, and one, which is fantastic for the Packers. I think they are. Yeah, regardless, they have a very good record. It might yeah. be 7-1, and one, and yeah, things are going well. It seems like they have a good relationship, um, Aaron Rodgers and himself. That was always going to be the concern in the beginning because Rodgers apparently has had a little, a little bit of a tough time with head coaches and play calling. But they, they've they worked their differences out if there were any differences, and that offense is flowing nicely. Yeah, for sure. Alex has like two of the best like dual threat running backs and Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones yeah. in the league. So when you have that, your your floor is going to be really high if these guys can kind of do everything when they're super involved, and then you can get blow-up games like this. and. That was a huge week for him. For sure. And on uh, Steve's side here, he uh, had uh, acquired Chase Edmonds from you, and yes. he got 1.3 points. Yeah. Um, so that's a real big disappointment. Now, he did get Tyrell Williams recently in a trade, and he had 15.1 points, and he looks like he's going to be 
doing awesome things for Oakland. So that that's a good pickup by Steve to go after him and get him. Yeah. There was a lot of talk of, okay, how is that going to work out? I wasn't very high on Tyrell Williams because of the plantar fasciitis, but it's he seems to be back and healthy enough to produce well. And I actually just heard that he has a touchdown in every single game that he's played in. So if he's on the that's field and playing, that's he good. has a touchdown. That's really good. Yeah. So that, like, after I heard that, I was like, wow, I did, I did not know that. And that's an amazing stat to have. Yeah, it's not a, something I had realized at all. And Tyra Williams, I think he was held off the scoreboard in the first half. He had no catches, nothing. And then the second half, he just goes off, yeah. which is fantastic. But if you can get some consistency out of that, and Oakland's offense just in general has actually been like a pleasant surprise, in my opinion. I think Derek Carr has looked serviceable, and they're they're moving the ball pretty well. They're putting up points, yep. especially through, now it looks like Tyra Williams and Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs are all very valuable fantasy pieces. Yep. So it's kind of surprising and that, that looks like it's working out for Steve there. For sure. Um, I'm good with the, like moving on to the next matchup. I, I don't know, Steve's team only 83 points. So not a yeah, huge amount a, to talk about there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anybody want to highlight or move on to the next one? No, I think we're good to move on. All right, cool. So the next one is I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew, 132.76 points. That's Danny. Taken down Stu, 122.06 points. Diarrhea turned to John Brown. Good week from Stu. Just couldn't get it done. Danny is now in first place, 6-2. and two. Stu is 5-3. and three. So that was a big matchup there. And really, Deshaun Watson for Stu, 33.76 points. And then he had Julian, Julian Edelman go for 19.5 points. The rest of his squad was fine, um, but on Danny's side, once again, that Patriots defense, 23 points, really doing Every an amazing week, job. Man. Every week, they're yeah. just an incredible defense to have. It's been what's carrying Danny into first place right now, for sure. And then he also had Latavius Murray going for 27.7 points. Um, and then, really, that nobody else really like blew up for Danny, but they were all very consistent. Chris Carson, 15 points. Fournette, 13.6. Josh Allen, 21.26. So, very solid week from his entire roster, which is, that's a good thing. When you, It's not just one player carrying you through. It's a whole roster thing. Good job for Danny for being in first place. I, he was my early dilly pick. Clearly not going to happen. Yeah, it's not looking like that at all. So, um, just like a quick question for you here. Okay, so say you got 13 points from your defense every single week. Would you think that's valuable? Yes. I would be very, I would think that's incredibly valuable. Yes, I would How, definitely what, want that. What round team. would you pay for that for your defense? Uh, I still wouldn't like go f- like very far up on that defense, maybe 10 or 11, round 10. Or okay, 11. I was thinking like I might do it in like the eighth round. Okay. Patriots defense, that's the lowest amount they put up this year is 13 points. Everything else has been 19 plus. Wow. It's, it's crazy how good this defense is. Like, I just, I can't believe it. We've talked about it a ton. And I, I realize that they're good in every platform, but yes. in ours especially. And it's it's crazy. And it's been carrying Danny when, when things aren't going very well. And having Latavius Murray just fly in was has been fantastic for him too. He's, he's doing great. His, his roster looks good. And he's in first place. Absolutely. Uh, on the other side, is there anyone that you want to highlight? I, I did talk about Deshaun Watson getting those 33 points. Now I'm getting the 19.5. Um, besides that, that's uh, 
Nobody else really, really want to have Yeah, those are the big ones. The Deshaun Watson, did you see that one touchdown? Oh, he got kicked in the face. He has his eye closed, throws that ball in there, defells the tight end. Yeah, that was a very fun and exciting play. I love when you give Deshaun Watson the chance to be great and do like these fantastic things because the man, like he's a winner, he's a playmaker. I just, oh, yeah. I love watching this stuff happen. I'm For a, sure, yeah. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. Yeah, he's an awesome talent. I'm glad that he's so young in the league and he's going to be fun to watch for a really long time. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one. Cool. So is Lamari in the committee crew? Ben, 103.94 points. Getting the win over pull the fucking trigger, which is Nolan, 92.7 points. It looked like Nolan almost may have had a chance on that Monday night game. We were crossing our fingers. We were definitely crossing <laughs> our fingers because Mason Rudolph had an awful start. Negative points to start off for a lot of that first part of that game. Um, and Nolan also had James Conner, who was producing very well. So like, okay, if all the touchdowns go to a rushing wise there, Nolan can come back and steal this win. Yeah. It was exciting to watch, but in the end, just falls short as he has for the, the season so far. And Ben comes out with the win, just scraping by with over 100 points there. Yeah, so I don't want to hear any more bitching from you, Ben. Yeah. You just won a matchup with 103 points. You shouldn't have won this matchup. That is not a lot of points. Gould just lost with more than 30 points more than you, so enough enough moaning. I'm, I'm tired of it. I want to hear <laughs> yeah, a word so out of it. He's been a quiet man this week. He has been, sure. yeah. It's, uh, four, he, ben is now 4-4. Four and four. Nolan is now 1-7. and seven. Um, And, yeah, for Nolan, Kyler Murray, only 10.10 points. He did have Jordan Howard go for 17.1 points and James Conner for 21. Um, but another devastating loss for Nolan is losing Brandon Cooks to a concussion early in the yeah. game. Zero points. That's his second one of the season. He's had a lot of concussion issues in the past. So that's something that I think is going to be an extended player that's out. And it's just another long list of bad things that have happened to Nolan so far. Yeah, if if you're the Rams, you have to be overly cautious here with Brandon Cooks. I wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting out at least four weeks. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes on IR. Oh, just yeah. Just because like, it is a serious thing when you get two concussions back-to-back like this everyone's taking it very seriously he's been going to see specialists around it so nothing but the best i hope brandon cooks is is okay he's a he's a great player to watch out there on the field too and i hope it for nolan's roster but he's we talked about it the, the luck hasn't been going his way this year at all no definitely not um a couple of things i want to mention on ben's side of the ball though is that he went with the risky play of going melvin gordon and austin eckler yeah. and it actually worked out kind of well because they, 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 they both scored so Melvin Gordon, 9.4 points. Austin Eckler, 8.2. Those are above average weeks, but they're still fine. Like, they're not going to usually just absolutely torch you unless your whole team plays awful. Yeah. Um, so that was a risky play by him, and it worked out fairly decently well there. And the other interesting one that I just want to point out here is he played Corey Davis, and he got him 0.9 points. Good. Fuck that guy. That guy is, yeah. is, if you play Corey Davis... He will get nothing for you. If he is on the waiver wire or he's on your bench, he will score over 20 points. That's, this is how this man operates. So I'm glad it didn't just happen to me last year. This is yeah, what he I does. Remember you, he just does this. Yeah, you were on tilt last year for a lot of it because he, he's a hard guy to I don't think out. I ever, ever played him when I was supposed to. Like I was like, anytime, like, like I just said, if he's in yeah. the roster, he gives you garbage. If he's on the bench, he plays amazing. Yeah, those when you're talking about Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, like very low yardage totals, but they they got it by. Like yeah, they both got those touchdowns. That's all that matters. Only 17 points for the Chargers, and then 14 of them going to those two players is it's big. So congrats on your um, 
below average point total win, Ben. <laughs> yep. I, think, I think you should be proud of yourself. There you go. Um, we'll go on to the next matchup here, which is moving on up. That is Taylor, 142.7 points. Takes down, I shower with my socks, Fraser, 99.16 points for him. Um, a massive, massive week for Taylor. The Aaron Rodgers trade, again, we talked about it last week. The first week when he played me, thank goodness. Rodgers did not have a very good performance, but the last two weeks he's been playing very yeah, he well. Has been. He's 33.1 been points. And then he also had Marlon Mack for 15. He had Michael Thomas for 16.3. He had Jamal Williams for 15.6, which he just acquired. And then he had the Steelers defense going for 18 points. Yeah, just having a bunch of consistent good performers was enough to put up a huge point total for him. It's it's fantastic when you can do that when you have your team that's super well rounded. That looks good. I can see what we we're talking about with Taylor's offense or his team is just getting slowly better as he makes all these trades that have he has a good roster. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. He has a very very solid roster right now, and his name is perfect. He's, he is moving on up. He is only three and five right now because he had that rough start. Yeah, he's but only things start. are going to continue to progress forward. I think for him, and he could battle through and make the playoffs. I hope not because it's going to be like me and him battling for that position. I feel like with, yeah, with my with my. Your rank there, right yeah. now so i'm also three and five it's gonna be a battle between taylor and i and right now his roster is definitely looking more comfortable than mine is yeah um looking at stefan Diggs, he's had a couple really good weeks in a row here i have some regrets i think taylor was ready to like fire sale stefan Diggs mm-hmm. early in the season he offered me a trade that was very low ball on as far as stefan Diggs goes and since then he's been on fire yeah he's had a bunch of great weeks so i'm have some regrets if I'm honest. Fair I wish enough. He was yeah. on my team. Absolutely. There's, but yeah, that happens a lot. To... Yeah, you, you don't know what's going to happen, and it wasn't looking good for Diggs. And looks like Taylor was lucky that nobody took him up on his trade offers. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Frazier having Gardner Minshew put up 29.96 points. Yeah, he snuck him Fantastic in there. Fantastic week. Yeah, into his yeah, that was lineup. a late ad. Yeah, and it, it worked out really, really well. Uh, and then he's having David Montgomery coming off that horrible performance, goes out there and puts up 20.7 points, which is a, a fantastic week. He's going to be a guy who's a little bit confused and trying to figure out what's going to happen with him going forward just because this offense is it's not very good. They're still trying to find their way. Yeah, he's been so disappointing, but then Nagy decided, no, I'm taking over play calling here. They had yeah, only run the exactly. ball seven times the game previous. So you knew this was going to be a week where they were just going to feed David Montgomery the ball. And it worked out great for David Montgomery, for sure, with those over 20 points. Yeah. Um, so that's a good sign for Fraser. He's going to definitely hope that continues. Um, he had Julio go for 15.2 points, which is good. You need, you need Julio to perform for you. And then this is Derrick Henry's kind of like, I don't know, basically one of his first lackluster, sad performances where he only got 6.3 points. Um, but normally he had been really helping out Fraser. Really wouldn't have mattered that much this week because Taylor put up such a good number. Yeah, no matter what, it wouldn't have mattered. But yeah, just kind of how you're talking about the involvement in David Montgomery. He had 27 carries and then he had four catches. 31 total touches is it's fantastic. That's, that's so yeah. many touches. That's so many touches. That is yeah. absolutely incredible. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out moving forward because you're right with uh, Nagy taking over play calling. That makes a, a big difference. All right, we're moving on to the last one. Ugh, Adam so with the name change. Yes. Um, my name is now Patrick Graham can go fuck himself or can get fucked. Um, he is the defensive coordinator for Miami. Um, I scored 81.52 points and I faced the warlock, the, the rival, the evil spawn, Brandon. He had 88.8 points and he defeats me. And because of all of this, 
I'm absolutely having to pull the trigger this week. And there was just so much that went into this matchup, which was just so frustrating. Um, I had Teddy Bridgewater as like my starter. It was, things were looking good. It was a good matchup. Um, and all of a sudden, Breeze is like, no, I want to be a hero. I want to play against Arizona and get those easy points. Breeze had an amazing week. Teddy would have had an amazing week. So I had to quickly, at the last second, make a change. I picked up Tannehill, and it worked out great. Like, Tannehill had 25.42 points. I was very happy with how he performed. And on the other end, early on, I believe it was that Thursday game, Kirk Cousins only had 11.6 points. So yeah. early, it was looking great for me. I was like, okay, this is awesome. Um, I actually have a chance to win this week. And then it all kind of fell apart. I had Saquon going for 20 points. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I put D.D. Westbrook in the lineup because he was supposed to play. He did play, got zero points. If I had Conley in there, it's a different week for me. I win. Um, and nobody else on my team really stepped up and performed for me. Um, he did play Ty Johnson, and he only got 3.8 points. Another reason why everything was looking awesome for me. He did have the Vikings defense go for 17 points, but um, it was kind of expected against Washington. The real full reason for the pull the trigger here is going into the Monday night game, Steelers versus Miami. I was up by about three points. I had Preston Williams to play for Miami, and he had Deontay Johnson. I didn't even know the guy's name before this week started. Deontay the, Johnson? Yeah. The week, on the last podcast, I didn't know his name. I didn't say it correctly. <laughs> I had to like check it out or whatever. And then, of course, it's near the end of the half. Miami's winning and they're like, oh shit, we're trying to, we're trying to tank, but it's just like, what are we doing here? They throw the ball deep to Deontay Johnson. He catches it, but he's out of bounds the two yard line. It was about maybe like a 25 yard catch around that range. Not enough to beat me. And I was like, okay, good. Thank goodness. It's not a touchdown. It's enough for I'll be okay. Uh, no, it's offensive pass interference. So the ball gets pulled back. I'm like, oh, okay, good. This is even better. He gets less points. Good situation. It's third and 20 with like no time left on the clock. And what does Miami do? What does Patrick Graham do? An all-out blitz on the play. Deontay Johnson. Pressure kills, Adam. Pressure kills. <laughs> no, no. Shut it your did? mouth, Chris. No. Shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> Throws a quick, easy pass to Deontay Johnson. He goes 45 yards to the house. And on that play, I lose. He does. I think he had one more catch for the rest of the game. And Preston Williams, they like basically never targeted him again for the rest of the game. He ended up with 4.2 points, I believe. Yeah, 4.2 points. And then Deontay Johnson with 14.4 points. The most points he's scored on the entire season. All because of that stupid play. Dumbest play call because Miami's a trash franchise. I and they wanted right. to lose. Trans and it was so well. obvious. The most obvious tank job I've ever seen in my life. And it cost <laughs> me against a stupid Brandon. I am now... He's. I checked the record here. 11-2. and two. He has beat me 11 times and I've beat him twice in the, in the history of our league. Fuck you, Brandon. This is bullshit. This is why the rivalry exists because it's just garbage trash like this happens every time. It's never a normal week when we play each other and it's just this garbage trash. Sure, I would have won with garbage points. Doesn't matter. It's just trash Monday. I This is it. See, this would have been more if it just happened on Wednesday or Thursday. So you can yeah, only imagine yeah, I, I can if imagine. this would have happened on you Wednesday or Thursday, I would have exploded. You can't you can't disrespect Deontay Johnson by not knowing his name. That's why he went no, no, like, oh, Adam doesn't know exactly. who I am. I got to try Fuck the harder. Black Magic. Fuck the Warlock. Um, Chris, you, I've talked enough. You, whatever you want to talk about with this matchup, finish it off. All right, let's take a bit more of a look. You had a, a great just overall look at this one. Just talking about it, though, you're right. Like, point totals for Brandon winning this game was 88.8. Uh, Adam only putting up 81.52 points. So that's a horrible week just by both of you guys. 
Brandon steals a win to go to five and three, which is is really good. You unfortunately dropped down to three and five, and oh, it was completely this, this it, really was, it was league changing, like season changing. Yeah, because I thought we would have a ton of four and four teams. I was and I was thinking you were going to win going into the Monday night. Oh, I yeah. thought the point totals between Preston Williams and Deontay Johnson would have been very similar. I think I thought you would have pulled it off, but. Here we are, man. But the Dolphins are fucking trash garbage. Yeah, we are for a couple more years. Yeah. <laughs> at least. <laughs> or in the rest of your franchise until you guys move or something. All right, all right. I think you're you're still on tilt. You're you're getting your anger out on Brandon. No, I hate the Dolphins forever now, by so the way. So do you hate the Dolphins or Brandon right now? Um the Warlock. No, I think we have more of a storied history, Brandon and I. Yeah. So that one, but Miami's definitely up there right now. They're joining the crew, eh? Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Let's do some projections for next week. How's that sound, AZ? I think that's a, probably a good place to move on from here. Um, and guess what? For our picks last week, Chris, you were just on an absolute tear right, right, now. right now. You had five correct last week, and I had three. So the two that we had difference again, you had it. It was that's I fantastic. had myself and you had Brandon. Another reason why it's extremely frustrating. Yeah. And then the other one was I had Andrew, and you had yourself. And guess oh, what? Yeah, and you got the win on the you on that one too. You on for that. I, pardon? You egged me on to pick myself. I did absolutely yeah. for sure. <laughs> and then I didn't expect the Mike Evans thing to happen and yeah, all that is. stuff going on. So yeah. So right now you're absolutely dominating. You have 32 total uh, correct picks, and I have 24. So, yeah, that's yeah, a big difference. You have a demanding lead right now, and demanding, commanding, whatever it that is. Um, but. Let's go into our picks for this one. Chris, take it away. Sounds good. So just a little bit of a recap. Just remember, guys, we're recording this episode on Saturday. So that means everyone who's played in the Thursday night game has already played. We'll bring up these players as we're talking about it. But let's let's start it off here with my matchup. We got my Nick is getting chubby versus I shower with my socks, Frazier. So starting from my lineup, we have Sam Darnold, Tevin Coleman, Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, Philip Dorsett, Tyreek Hill, Darren Fells, Sony Michelle, Nick Folk, and then the Packers defense. Starting for Frazier, we got Gardner Minshew, Derek Henry, David Montgomery, Larry Fitzgerald, Odell Beckham, Chester Rogers. Ooh, that's ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> John U. Smith, Royce Freeman, Kaimi Fairburn, and then the Jets defense. So so far to play. We have Tevin Coleman for me putting up 3.6 points, and then Larry Fitzgerald putting up 3.8 points for Frazier. So what do you think here, Adam? What do you want to highlight? Well, I think it's very interesting, and it kind of bodes a little bit better for Fraser that Coleman only got those 3.6 points. The week previously had four touchdowns. Um, it was definitely a plus matchup versus Arizona, so I'm, I know for sure you're expecting a lot more from Coleman. Um, and then Larry didn't do great, but it's like Larry doesn't have a, a super high ceiling. Yeah. So for Fraser, he's looking a little bit better. Yeah, I think that Thursday night goes down for a win for Fraser here. Oh, no, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the projection-wise, still, you still have better players on your team. And like your reaction to Chester Rogers is the absolute perfect reaction. Like, ooh, if he's in your lineup, you're in a tough spot here. Um, and he has... Julio Jones on by yeah. and Deshaun might play this week, but it's against Chicago. So he's probably not going to play him even if he does, because it's a tough matchup. He does have AJ Brown potentially, but like, it's just one of those things. Your mat, your lineup is better. It's a definitely good matchup here. Um, it's really going to depend on if Miami does all out blitzes all game and lets Sam Darnold just torch him. Yeah. Like Sam Darnold hasn't looked overly good early in the season. So that's a little bit scarier to play this guy, but I, I think I have to trust, the process in Miami as far as trying to lose every single game this year and then just hope 
Sam Darnold can just take advantage of a defense that does not want to stop him. I think that could really work out well for me. I hope it does. Um, big other matchups on my side. Mike Evans versus Seattle, I think, is a, is a pretty good matchup to have. Um, Sony Michelle and Nick Folk versus Baltimore, I think that game is going to be a bit of a shootout. So I'm looking forward to just the Sunday Nighter in general. It's actually going to be like a good primetime game, which we haven't really watched in a while. Most of the ones have been horrible this season. Yeah. On Frazier's side with Chester Rogers, like he's trying to take advantage of T.Y. Hilton going down. And he's right, like there's a chance that the, the ball goes to Chester Rogers. This offense can still move the ball, they can still score some points. So if it works out for him, like I'll be I'll be absolutely devastated, I'm not gonna lie. David Montgomery playing with um, Matt Nagy as the play caller now is is definitely a benefit for him. That being said, Philly's front seven's good. It's their yes. their secondary that's trapped. For sure. So that's what I'm hoping really works out for me. Gardner Minshew versus Houston is is scaring me because that defense has been very, very bad, and now they lost J.J. Watt, For too. Sure. So I don't see them getting pressure at all. And the only thing I'm really crossing my fingers on is it's in London, so they just don't show up. Fair enough. Yeah, for sure. And the, it's just the tight end, Johnny Smith. That, that's going to be fun yeah, to watch to see if that pays off for Fraser and like, stealing him, even though he's exactly the same amount of fab. Yeah. Um, so... I think it's pretty obvious, but I'm going to take you and you're going to take, take me. you. Yeah, yes. that, that just seems like the smart play for this one. So we'll move on to the next matchup. All right, the next one we got Lamari and the committee crew, which is Ben versus Canada Loves Blackface Steve. Starting for Ben, we got Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Jalen Samuels, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Chris Herndon, Mark Ingram, Brett Maher, and the Cowboys defense. Starting for Steve, we have Russell Wilson. Dave, or Duke Johnson, sorry, Kenyon Drake, Cole Beasley, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Harrison Butker, and then the Eagles defense. So Steve has already had Kenyon Drake play and put up 24.2 points. Obviously had a big week. But what are you thinking here, Adam? The tough one here is that he is heavily relying on that Eagles versus Chicago game. Mm-hmm. He's got the defense. He's got the wide receiver. He's got the tight end. So if that game goes poorly on both those sides there, then his whole week is completely ruined. But having that awesome, awesome start with Kenyon Drake is something that's going to be very helpful for him. Um, And also, Lamar Jackson facing New England is something that's very interesting. Um, I'm still expecting Lamar to have a decent week, but the... It's definitely not going to be what he had done early on in the season. So that's very interesting on both sides. This is a much closer matchup than I would have expected. I would have expected Ben to kind of take over this matchup. But with the giant start from Kenny and Drake. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Steve is looking pretty good. He's actually projected to win by seven points right now, according to NFL.com. Again, we don't usually go too much off the projections, but it's just interesting to see that. Yeah, I think you're right by highlighting um, Lamar Jackson against New England. I think this is going to be... Like, whatever decides the matchup. If Lamar Jackson can kind of battle through and still make some plays for this team, then I think Ben wins. But it's going to be a hard thing to do against this New England defense. With Lamar Jackson playing up against them, what they're going to try and do, in my opinion, is just not let him run and try and make him throw the ball because they have a great secondary and he's not a good passer. So if they can keep him in the pocket, like, this team's fucked. Like, they, oh, yeah. they're going to be screwed. Yes, for sure. So. Uh, yeah, this is much closer than I would have expected in a Ben yeah. Steve matchup. Um, I think the Jalen Samuels being potentially 100% of snaps is something that helps Ben a lot. Um, he also has um, Amari Cooper versus the Giants, which I'm projecting a huge game from Dak in that offense. So 
it's leaning for me at least towards Ben, and I think I am going to pick Ben in this one. I just I don't like a lot of Steve's players just in general, but I do really like Russell Wilson at home against Tampa Bay. I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a fantastic matchup, and then Lamar Jackson scares me so. Like surprisingly, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Steve to win this. Look match. at this, and if it's going anything like this, like season has, Steve will win, and you'll get the points on this one. Yeah. But that's definitely I want that to happen. yeah, that's amazing actually. That yeah. like yeah, if we would have said this maybe a week, three weeks ago, that we would pick Steve over Ben, we would have just laughed ourselves off the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. But there you go, Steve. You got some confidence from Chris here, and that is going to be a fun little matchup. Good for Kenny and Drake to get you in that. Uh, Position. The yeah, position to potentially win here. Yeah. Uh, next one we have pull the fucking trigger Nolan versus moving on up who is Taylor. So starting for Nolan, we got Kyler Murray, Jordan Howard, Mark Walton, Kenny Stills, Devontae Adams, Chris Conley, Travis Kelsey, James Conner, Robbie Gould, and then the Bears defense. On the other side of the ball, we have Aaron Rodgers, Frank Gore, Marlon Mack, Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, Evan Ingram, Jamal Williams, Matt Prater, and then the Steelers defense. So, so far to have already played is Kyler Murray getting 27.04 points for Nolan and then Robbie Gould getting four points for Nolan. So he's now has a lead right now of 31.04 points. Yeah, so great work by Kyler Murray there. Uh, a tough matchup versus San Francisco. Yeah, they didn't get the up, win, yeah. but they the amazing points for him. Um, things are probably going to be... Good for Jordan Howard because it's a revenge game. He's playing against his old team. Chicago's shown that if they are vulnerable, it's with the run. Yeah. So they're probably going to run the ball a lot more. So that's a very interesting one for Jordan Howard against his old team. Um, Mark Walton now is playing against the Jets uh, and with Kenny and Drake out of Miami. He's probably going to get an uptick in the workload. So he could be somebody that's uh, a little bit more of a sleeper this week. And Nolan is going to be playing him. Um we had a disappointing week from Kenny Stills last week, but he is playing Jacksonville. Another one where it's like, okay, will he get that long bomb touchdown pass to save his week? That could be a huge change. And Nolan seemingly getting Devontae Adams back this week. Still up in the air. Yeah. But if that happens, it definitely helps him out a lot. Um, and then James Conner's doubtful for Nolan. So yeah, that's looks just like- not a good situation. What, what can he fill in? He can fill in with either Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones. Um, and even, actually, I think that's it. Yeah, that's that's is, pretty much it. He has Josh Gordon, who just got signed by Seattle. We hadn't really mentioned that. Um, but he's on his bench right now because I it would be a long shot, I think, if he played this week for Seattle. I, I would be surprised. And that's a good thing to highlight because what if Devontae Adams can't go? Oof. So what's he do? Now he has Brandon Cooks and Tyler Boyd, who are both on their bye. And then he has Josh Gordon who probably isn't going to play. What's he going to do? And He's going to have to drop This is somebody. where that Darius Geist pickup really hurts him in a way because like now he has way less flexibility. He wants to try and hold on to this guy. He might have to drop yeah, him. Yeah, I think he probably will have to drop yeah, him yeah, if, if, if that doesn't happen, if it goes down that way, which is a, there's a decent chance chance that happens. You're right. I'm not saying... I do think Devontae Adams plays, but I'm going to say 60% chance he plays. That's not 100%. Like, no. There's a lot of questions there, so that makes it tough. You might have to just grab someone off the waiver wire, and that would be someone to play in the 4 o'clock games, unless it comes out early enough that he can do that. So that's going to limit his his flexibility for sure. Man, yeah. and that, So yeah, Nolan's roster is still looking a little bit like a mess. Um, Taylor with the moving on up here. He's got Rodgers. It's a, not a fantastic matchup, but an okay matchup versus the Chargers. Um, he has Frank Gorg has, against Washington, which would be a pretty good matchup there. 
Um, and Lockett versus Tampa Bay. There's some pretty good uh, matchups here. Yeah, I think on Diggs his versus side. Kansas City is pretty good too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, even with the big week from Kyler Murray, I think I got to go with Taylor. His roster is just looking really good, really confident. So I'm going to go with Taylor on this one. Yeah, I like Taylor's roster a lot too. He does have a great team. And once he has David Johnson come back, like that's it's going to be a scary roster to play against. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go on the same side there. Um, I don't know if I want to make this my lock just because I like doing some that are like a little bit riskier because I, I do think... I mean, lock, yeah, so I guess I should have said that the last time. Um, I had Nolan. At, oh, sorry. As, yeah, he was yeah. your lock last that week. Was, yeah. Nolan was my lock last week. Unfortunately, he did not pay off for me. Who was and my then lock? your lock was Danny, and he did get his win. So, nice. you're, yeah, you're just killing it on the picks this week. Or, sorry, this, yeah, this season. season. I'm doing well. Um, I need a little bit of confidence with my lock pick here. So, I'm going to go with Taylor as my lock. Yeah, yeah, Thanks for reminding safe. me. i got to do some locks. I'm going to go a little bit safe here and go with uh, Taylor. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So, yeah, I'm taking Taylor as well, but I'm not going to make it my lock. Fair I'm going to do my lock in one of these last three matchups that we haven't talked about yet. I'll cool. let you know when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one we got is your matchup, Adam. We got Patrick Graham can get fucked, versus, which is you versus Danny, who's I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew. So, starting for Danny, we got Josh Allen, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Mohamed Sanu, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, TJ Hawkinson, Zach Pascal, uh, Jason Myers, and the Patriots defense. Starting for you, Adam, we got Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Darren Waller, Carlos Hyde, Joey Sly, and then the Bills defense. Adam, just in general, it's nice to see that you can kind of put up a lineup now that isn't, like, not everybody on your team's injured. You're actually putting out players that you want to play. It's true. There's there's so many, like, questionable, full of participant, uh, like, limited participant. There's a lot of things going on there. And the key one is Marquise Brown. Um, he I, looks like for sure he's going to play. He was still limping a little bit at practice. But from what I've read and heard, he was still able to sprint. And what I'm hoping and projecting is that... New England will, (laughs) yes, I'm definitely (laughs) hoping that he's going to sprint. Um, That New England will push everybody forward and just do whatever they can to stop the run because the Baltimore really heavily relies on the run. And I'm hoping that his speed can give Lamar a chance to go over the top and we get at least one long bomb touchdown to kind of save his week here that it's never good to try and rely on just one big play, but that's what kind of what Marquise Brown is. He's a burner. He gets out there and flies. New England has excellent cornerbacks, but I'm hoping that he can get just with the speed, a good matchup there and get a good bomb touchdown. Um, And as I had mentioned before, I'm loving that Monday night game. It's devastating and terrifying for Danny because he's not going to know anything really until the Monday night game. You have three three players. The core of my team, Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, and Michael Gallup are all playing on that Monday night. So, yeah, this matchup's not going to be anywhere near confirmed until that game's over on Monday. Yeah, that's a big one. You're right. That makes a good point. Um, Just want to say, too, that Christian Kirk already played for Danny, but only putting up 1.6 points, unfortunately, which... Which hurts for sure. Um, I like a lot of your matchups that you're talking about there. I really do like Dak and and uh, Miles, or sorry, what's his name? Gallup. What's his name? Oh, Michael uh, Gallup. Michael Gallup. Yeah. I want to call him Miles Gallup. I don't. Know I got why. Miles Sanders. That's maybe why. <laughs> yeah, I think I just got confused there. But I do. I really like that connection there against the Giants. I think they're going to be able to put up some points for sure. Uh, Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. He's a fantastic player. So you're right. Your Monday night I think could be really really exciting. And 
I am kind of thinking that there's going to be one catch by Marquise Brown. I don't think there's going to be more than that because I'm sure he's going to be covered by Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. But I do kind of see this one play. It's just going to work out and they'll, they'll hit something. But this offense just in general is going to be pretty stagnant for most of the day. But I think you got the right player to play. And I, he's either going to put up a huge dud or he might he might be able to focus. Yeah, he's a boom-bust guy. And I he was supposed to be, yeah, like I have two guys that are going to be very uh, consistent and strong in my wide receiver core and then one flyer now with Brown getting cut super early on, that did not happen for yeah, me, but cut, yeah. regardless, that is why I picked him up. So he would be my ceiling type of player. Yeah. So I think he can do it. Uh, Josh Allen versus Washington for Danny. I think it's a, it's a very good matchup at home. Uh, Leonard Fournette versus Houston's fantastic. We kind of already talked about that defense struggling. Chris Carson against Tampa Bay's defense is actually pretty tough. They, they're pretty good against the run. So, and he start, he's starting uh, Mohamed Sanu, which I wouldn't do yet. I don't think he's ready to play. We kind of talked about that last week a bit more. He's playing Zach Pascal now because T.Y. Hilton has been has been ruled out, which sucks. Bad news there. And he has a, a bunch of players on bye. Luckily, he has Josh Allen playing against Washington. This, this is going to be a good matchup here, Adam. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, I'm going to give you some confidence here. I, th- I think the league's going to get a lot tighter. You're going to get a win. Danny's going to get a loss here. So I'm giving this one to Look you. That. Thank you very much for the confidence, Chris. If I haven't already said, I'm definitely taking myself here. If there's any time to be playing Danny, this is the week. 100%. He has OJ Howard out injured. He has T.Y. Hilton out injured. A.J. Green on by. Uh, and then he has Kamara, Breeze, and Murray all on by as well. So he literally has nobody yeah, on his bench. So. Week. Yes, I got very lucky here, and I got a like my team has to perform. We have to bounce back from the devastating loss last week. I'm going to talk to the guys in the locker room and be like, "Boys, we got to pull it together here. Big win here. This is the difference between making the playoffs and then being in that dilly bowl. So we got to get this win. I think the guys are going to come together for their coach or their, their general manager. Yeah, a little bit of both. You know what? I'm going to give you a lock now. After Woo! that, I, I already have a feeling that wow. things have improved just because you said that. Fantastic! I love it. All right, let's go on to our fine, nope, second, second last matchup yeah. here. Um, why don't you do the, the lineups? Sounds good. We got playing Stu versus Alex here. So Diarrhea turned the John Brown, and, and we're back. So starting for Stu, we got Deshaun Watson, Zeke Elliott, Devin Singletary, Julian Edelman, John Brown, DJ Chark, Mark Andrews, Chris Godwin, uh, Justin Tucker, and then the 49ers defense, who have already played. Then on the other side, we got Derek Carr, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Greg Olson, Philip Lindsay, Josh Lambeau, and the Seahawks defense. Bang, there's some there's some firepower in this lineup. There Both is. Sides. Oh, this no, is a great oh, matchup. For sure. This is a phenomenal matchup. Both teams five and three, third place and fourth place. Um, definitely one to watch. Um, this is probably, I would say, the matchup of the week here because of all the yeah, firepower. I think it's so because too. of the rankings where they are here. Um, it's definitely a massive week and is Zeke Elliott versus the Giants probably going to perform well? I'm hoping Dak's going to do a bunch of dump-offs to him. Um, Deshaun Watson, always exciting to watch. And then Derek Carr is an excellent matchup for Alex versus Detroit. Detroit's defense has really been struggling lately. So I'm expecting big things. Again, selfishly hoping that some of those go to Darren Waller. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's looking very spicy on both ends here. John Brown for Stu against Washington. And... It's just, it's it's fun. This is going to be a fun week. Now, Stu did have the 49ers defense play for three points. I don't know if you mentioned that yeah, yet or not. Yeah, it's not ideal. I didn't see the point total, yeah. So only three points for San Francisco's defense, and they are they have been a great defense, so that's been, that's tough for Stu to have that start his week off. But 
it's going to be tight. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit too bad. I don't even know if he would have started, but Jimmy Garoppolo putting up 36.88 points on Stu's wow. bench, which it sucks. But that that being said, he has Deshaun Watson versus Jacksonville, which yeah. is a pretty good matchup. I, I do not think he'll put up more than that, but he's still in a good position. I think I'm going to go with Stu here. Even This is going to be, I think both people are putting up over 130 points, though. Like, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be a massive week. And I'm actually glad you went with Stu because I was leaning a little bit more towards Alex. And I I think I would have picked the opposite of whatever you picked. And I'm happy I'm picking Alex because that's the one I probably would have gone with more often than not. So, excellent. So, I'm going with Alex. You're going with Stu. That's a huge matchup. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be a great one to watch. I wanna, I'm excited to look closely at that one. And the last one we got here is Brandon the Warlock popping kneecaps on fourth and one versus Andrew just a little bit gay. Starting for um, Brandon, we got Kirk Cousins, Lev Bell, Ty Johnson, Golden Tate, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Hunter Henry, Deontay Johnson, Zane Gonzalez, and then the Broncos defense. And starting for Gould, we got Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Marvin Jones, Robbie Anderson, Juju Smith-Schuster, George Kittle, Curtis Samuel, Matt Gay, and then the Browns defense. Just looking at this roster for Brandon when he doesn't have... It looks like shit garbage. He Because do, he doesn't have uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it he looks like have a good roster. trash garbage. I know, sure, Cousins has a good match versus Kansas City, but this like it looks like this should be a blow for Gould, but now putting that into the world, his dark magic is going to turn that shit around. <laughs> um, but we did have two players play, one... For Brandon was Gonzalez for five points, and then for Gould it was thirteen point nine for George Kittle. George Kittle early on in that Thursday game, it looked like he had like some serious major injury. Yeah, it like, like he was first riding around yeah. on the ground. He's been pretty it was soft. Not good. I he basically just like needs somebody's helmet really hard, and that would hurt for sure a lot. Um, but he seemed to fight through that pain throughout the game. He had a nice little touchdown there. Um, so it's a good start for Gould for sure. Um, he's got some good matchups out there with Cook play, facing Kansas City and Marvin Jones facing Oakland, Robbie Anderson versus Miami. Let's see if he can perform the way that Andrew wants him to perform. Um, and then really that Browns defense that we talked about, that was a very nice pickup versus Denver and their backup. Yeah, so sure. I think that could be really the difference because on the other end, Brandon has Broncos defense versus Cleveland. Also a not bad defense to play here. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, like just looking at the rosters here, the, the talent wise on Andrew's side is way better and the matchups are very good. So I'm going to be going with Andrew for sure on this one. Yeah, like Brandon has a bit of rough luck with buys. He has Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon both on buys. So that hurts his running back position for sure. But I have no interest in playing Ty Johnson right now. That sucks. And Terry McLaurin against Buffalo does not seem like a good position, especially with Dwayne Haskins starting his first game, playing against a very, very stout pass defense for Buffalo. Like, that sucks. That really does. I'm feeling for him. Like, I just don't don't see a great pass to success for those two players. I think Kirk Cousins could have a pretty good game. But he kind of sucks against good teams just in general. So maybe he'll suck. I don't know. (laughs) Love Bell against Miami should be pretty good. But... You brought up a, a bunch of great matchups for Gould. If I hadn't already done my lock of the week, it would be this one. But I'm staying with you. I have the confidence there, but I'm also going to give this one to Gould here. I can't awesome. see him losing this one. So, yeah, I, I can scrape back one win this week if um, Ben is able to defeat Steve. Um, or chances are that won't happen because you've picked Steve. But... <laughs> 
It's very exciting. I I don't even know what time we're at for the podcast, but it's no, been feeling check. flowing and everything's been going great. Um, Chris, do you have any? Oh, an hour thirteen. We've been it's pretty long. We've been, you've been going for a little while here, but do you have any uh, parting words for the listeners? Um, just wishing luck to myself and my my teammates for the for the week. My neck is getting chubby. This is a big one for us. We want to get over five hundred. Let's do it, boys. Um, fuck Patrick Graham and fuck you, Brendan.